0: The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track.
1: welcome back to halfway around the halo the la angels uk podcast we are back a long off season it's february we're just a week or two away from baseball being back i think pitchers and catchers return next week we got the wbc coming up we got spring training this is season five now halfway around the halo i can't believe we're still going yeah, I mean, the first couple of seasons were pretty small and limited, but you know what? We keep going, we keep chatting, we give you this British Angels baseball perspective, and I wouldn't be able to do this at all without Dave Evans. Dave, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, mate. have come
0: out of hibernation now to come and talk to you, because it's been about three months, four months since I last chat.
1: Honestly, it's my favourite time of the year. Contact gets cut off with Dave, I don't have to hear from him, uh, and we just enjoy that downtime together, don't we? But It's good to be back, it's good to see you, and uh, looking forward to a year ahead. Yeah, looking
0: forward to it in a weird way at the moment, but no, start off positive and we'll see how long it lasts.
1: Yeah, and alongside Dave tonight, we've brought a much-loved, much-respected member of the Angels community, from Talking Halos, Jared Timms. Jared, how are you doing this evening?
2: Yeah, no, I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, it's an absolute honour to be on again, Uh, as always, and I was talking about this off, but it's an honour to be on. It and question for you guys. Is it cold for you guys? Where you are, where you're at right now, or is it warm? Nah, it's cold. It's cold. From, okay, I just want to make sure you yeah. don't have baseball weather while I'm sitting over here in 30 degree weather. Well, uh, 30 degree Fahrenheit weather. I know. I that's probably what closer to zero Celsius. Yeah,
1: I, I think I yeah, think we're yeah, slightly yeah. warmer than you, but maybe like yeah. 40 at most. So not by much. All right. That's it's good. That, we're we're that's all good cold. at least.
0: I think <laughs> we're that's doing another, another we're
1: blizzard. <laughs> no, I know blizzard here. It's
2: just nice, cold, and windy nice winter yeah, weather
1: that's been the last few months for us okay. none of us are in southern california or more importantly arizona so but jared how's everything going remind everyone whilst before we get started where they can find you where you're usually heard i know dave and i listen to you all the time you've been churning out the content i would say over the off season, you keep it going and mad respect for that so where can we find you
2: i don't know how we keep it going man there's not there wasn't that much to talk about but uh no, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, talking Halos, you can find us on YouTube, all, all every social media. Um, yeah, really crushing the YouTube side of stuff. I've had a lot of fun there. Uh, started the off-season off with a little Zach Neto, Ben Joyce. Love talking with those guys. It was an absolute blast. Um, if anybody hasn't listened to those, go listen to those. Just like shameless plug there. That was a blast talking with them. Right. Um, and then a bunch of other interviews, of course. But, uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. That's where I do a lot of my work, a lot of prospect work there. And you know, working on uh, getting a top prospect list out here in the next couple weeks. So absolutely a lot Ooh. of fun doing that. Love
1: doing that. That's exciting. I love yeah. a top prospect list. So oh, we'll be we'll be looking out for that. Let's okay. let's jump straight in then with Angels baseball, the offseason. You say not too much has happened. I'd say like this is a pretty eventful off season for the Halos. Culminating, I guess, think most recently with the RT Moreno news. that he's Decided not to sell the team. So let's jump straight in there. Before we talk about what they have done, let's talk about what's not happening anymore. So we did a podcast when the news broke on Moreno. And I would say I'm probably like more on the fence than some people. We had a couple of guests on that were just elated. You know, they couldn't believe their luck. It was finally happening. Finally going to get a franchise and owner that potentially would spend and put us over the top this is not happening. I mean, we've gone through a whole offseason. It looks like the process was well underway. A lot of prospective buyers, a lot of due diligence being done. And then suddenly, it seems like almost out the blue, Moreno's just been like, no, you know what? Pull the plug on that. I quite like owning a baseball team. Jared, what's your immediate take on the whole saga?
2: At first, I mean, you couldn't have not been, you know, a little bit happy. Like from a everybody's standpoint, like you look at, he hasn't talked to writers in how long, like I know there was an article just came out with Heyman that I don't even know if he actually got quotes or not, where that came from, but yeah. <laughs> um, he hasn't talked to actual writers in close to three years, uh, which is, which is tough. So you knew the writers were at least kind of getting a li- little excited that they might get some type of news. Uh, we haven't gotten any stadium news. We haven't gotten anything like that. So uh, on that front, it was exciting. It was like, okay, we're going to turn the page here. A nice fresh start. Um and then, you know, as, as it went on, you started not hearing a whole lot. You know, there was some, there was some, you know, rumors about oh, the deal's already done. They're waiting on legal work and, and little things like that. And like, oh, there's this bidder, there's that bitter. Um, and then all of a sudden, just an absolute bombshell all out of nowhere that he's not selling the team. I understand why fans are upset. You, 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 everybody understands why fans are upset, um, but If he can go back to the way he was before, you know, right after Disney, where he used to walk around the stadium, used to sit in the upper deck, talk with fans and everything like that. Granted, I know he's 20 years older now and probably can't do a lot of that stuff. But if he can go back to that, spending a little bit of money, uh, you know, going above the luxury tax, he still spends a lot of money, um, putting money into development, into the minor leagues. I mean, there was a whole year and a half where the Angels didn't have a pro scout at a game because of uh, everything that went on so if you can actually start you know putting money into it into a team and actually showing the fans that you like what you do then you know we're we're on the right page uh with this last interview that he did with john Heyman, it's not uh i just getting off the phone with nate green um of talking halos he uh he, he brought up a really funny quote he was like he called shohei otani an entertainer which he is like baseball players are entertainers but that's a business way of looking at it, you know, and that's not a good way to. And I'm sure we'll talk about Shohei Otani real soon. Um, yeah. Not a good way to, I don't think, get on Shohei Otani's uh, good side when it comes to extending him. So I, I was excited. Um, and then it was like, wow, this is crazy. So
1: I think you're right. I think you made a few good points there. One, in terms of entertainer entertainment, I think that's actually, particularly from a British point of view, where we would struggle. We would say, you know, with. American influence on the Premier League for a start where people would have complaints as American owners coming in and viewing it more from that entertainment side, that business side of a business. Whereas, For us, I guess the sport is more ingrained in culture. It's from, you know, it's families, it's communities and all the way through. Whereas I think US sports on the whole, particularly the NFL, but I mean, the MLB in some ways needs to take a leaf out of their book in terms of marketing, whatever else. But do see these sports more as an entertainment. I mean, Vegas is big business, everything that comes with that. So I think that's one. I I definitely can see the complaints. And with Moreno saying that, I don't think that's going to do anything to, to... you know, push aside some of these concerns. Two, I think your point on the minor leagues and development is actually, for me personally, the critical bit. I actually think he gets more of a bad rep for the major league side than he deserves. I mean, we've always been top 10, basically, in payroll. We do spend money. You can argue where he's intervened and it's been horrendous decisions, But it's not because the money hasn't been put in it's because the money's been spent in the wrong places but where we haven't supplemented it is is that minor league system it's that development it's where i mean you ask many people we'd be bottom of the majors in pretty much all of those areas or were for some time anyway so that for me is the real area of concern um and three i'll just bring in dave i know i actually we can probably listen back to the podcast that where we had this episode when the news announced that he was selling the team. And I did say to people then, I said, it's all very well being happy now that the news has broken, but we'll wait and see for when a sale actually gets made. And it hasn't. Dave, what's your take on all of this with, with the ownership?
0: I mean, I was pretty gutted personally. I was hoping for a bit of a fresh start, new change, like like everybody else. And, and you know, without wanting to repeat everything that's probably been said since that news broke, it's... You know, you had that hope that some things would change and would be for the better. So now if he's staying, what's the likelihood that anything's going to change, what it's been like for I don't know, how long it's been now? You know, to be over 500, let alone playoffs, it's, it's just going to be the same thing repeating itself over and over again. And, okay, he's got the opportunity now to come in and do something different, be better with the minor leagues, to put that infrastructure in place, and spend money in the right area, don't meddle, and just do the right things. But it's got a long way to go to show that that's what he's going to be about going forward. And from from a long distance away, that's that's all we can really judge him on. You know, we won't, we're we not there at the ball bar. We don't see what he's up to or not up to anymore. Um, but from a distance, I can't see where it changes.
1: I think that's a nice segue into the off-season and what we've seen because whilst I take your point and probably I'm being slightly too optimistic – I do think this offseason has seen a bit of a change of approach. There's a pretty good chance, I think, that we end up going over the luxury tax, whether that's getting a sixth starter now, whether that's ending up with the trade or whether that's, you know, coming up to the deadline and taking on salary. I think there is a strong possibility that we do get over that tax because we're not far off it now. And you've seen Perry with, I would say, more of a... Opportunity to go out and spend this off season than we've seen in a long time. We may not have gone out and signed these big, you know, the big pieces on the market, but we've gone and got depth where we didn't need it. I mean, would he have allowed Brandon Drury to sign after signing a Scheller for for example? I mean, he's just built depth and spent money on depth where I think in the past you may not have had it. You may have had a more limited budget. I don't know, Jared. Do you, do you see any change so far? And let's start talking about some of these off season acquisitions and how they're going to fit in
2: yeah uh when you look at the amount of money he spent so so the luxury tax has gone up too it's very similar to where he has been so like normally he had been in that 170 range 180 range in that area and the luxury tax was 200 206 i think last year something like that 208 um this year it goes up to 230 and now they're spending upwards of 200 million dollars which is awesome and there's never been a complaint about artis not spending money right like he's always spent money it's just where he wants to spend money i think they've done a good job of of going out there and and filling holes like i said this last year i thought the angels did a good job of filling holes last year was it the right guys like Kurzazuki is your backup catcher not ideal right uh you didn't go get a shortstop. yeah i mean you went and got depth you had guys like tyler wade and andrew Mm -hmm. velasquez but that's not Gio Urshela and, you know, David Fletcher per se, you know, I I'll take David Fletcher and Gio Urshela over Tyler Wade and Andrew Velasquez any day. So yes, they, they've raised the floor tremendously, which is big. And honestly, you look at the, the really interesting thing for me is Perry said at the beginning of the off season was, you know, we want to win the platoon game. And I didn't understand what they were doing because it was just like, Oh, we're going to add a bunch of righties and lefties. And you look at, you look at the splits though. Um, and I don't know if anybody's ever ever looked this up, but you look at the splits and they can actually put out really any of these guys against any righties or lefties. Now there's a, there's a couple guys that you don't like, you don't put Jared Walsh in against a lefty. Like that's automatic. He's mm-hmm. not a good hitter against lefties. Uh, and, and I want to say like Brandon Drury against righties and everybody else is very similar on the WRC plus side of stuff um, against righties and lefties. So, you can throw out any of these lineups against anybody and it makes a lot of sense like you know right, righty or lefty you know you you can throw it out there so i i'm pleasantly intrigued with the off season um I, I they they've gotten deeper they've gotten better at the bottom which is good they didn't go and get that superstar shortstop which i was really hoping for and i think they say. still need that shortstop yeah but but, you know, you have guys to fill the hole. Like I, I've been saying this before in the past. I, I would be interested to see Renifo and Fletcher and Urshela and uh, Brandon Drury, you know, each play 40 games at shortstop. You know, like that. What is what is that equal? You know, mm-hmm. like, could that actually work out? I, I don't I don't know. Um, another side of it, though, is also consistency uh, coming from a former baseball player. And Dave, I know you uh, down there, Mr. Baseball player. Uh, like consistency. You like to be in the game for nine innings. You know, you like to get every, uh, a lot of at batch. You like playing every weekend or, you know, every day that consistency uh needs to line up. So that's one area where I'm uh, hesitant, you know, about the consistency side of stuff, you know, Gio Rochelle is coming off playing 140 games. What if he plays 120, 100, just a hundred games, you know, um, or, or something like that, or the same thing with jury and there's just, there's not a lot of holes to be filled. So, It'll be it'll be interesting to see how Phil Nevin and Perry Manesian in particular,
0: you know, build lineups every day. Well, you say there's not enough game time or anything like that until Rendon hurts his finger now and he's out for seven months straight away. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I sure But you don't have
2: right. that issue you don't have that issue anymore. Like Taylor like Ward had always told me, like it the Angels are not built to lose Mike Trout. The Angels aren't built to lose Rendon or Shohei Otani. And last year they lost Two, two of those three guys and you look at some of the lineups they put out and it was horrendous right to say to say it in a nice way they was horrendous lineups now they're built to lose those guys for for a little bit you don't want to but you can at least withstand you know losing Rendon for a 30 game stretch or losing Trout for 20 games I'm not sure it's ever- I'm
1: not sure you can do it with Trout I think Rendon you can definitely make the case the infield depth is so much stronger I still worry about the outfield I know we've got Mickey and Adele are going to be starting down in Triple A most likely, which is good depth, but neither of them has proven they can consistently hit major league pitching and, and still need quite a lot of seasoning and development. So, I mean, but this is this is an argument you can make pretty much no team could cover the loss of Mike Trout because he's a superstar; he's the best player in the game. Like, how can you? But I, I take your point completely, and I, I get your point on the depth, and I, I think it's an interesting one to see how. They do line up and I like that you threw in Perry there in terms of constructing lineups because we know from some of uh, Joe Madden's comments post uh, firing that he may have had more of a role there than some might expect. Um, But it is interesting. If you were to put money on it, who do you think would be starting shortstop? Because that's the one position really on this infield that we don't know for sure. I mean, personally, I think maybe Renifo deserves that first shot at it, but who gets it? I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are.
2: I think Renifo is going to be there about a hundred games, maybe a little less 80 to a hundred games. And then you get a mix of David Fletcher who probably sees 30 to 60 games. I know my math is going to be way off here. And then (laughs) Urshela who I don't, Urshela is not a shortstop. Jury's not a shortstop, you know, and then, at some point, I think it's inevitable you see a guy like Levon Soto or Andrew Velazquez get some games there too. Uh, which isn't ideal, but at least, you know, those guys aren't starting 130 games for you like they like they did last year.
1: Yeah, you got you you mentioned Soto there. You got called out on on Twitter just now from Bretsky 71. Jared and Nate seem a bit dismissive of what Soto brought to the team at the end of the season. Do you guys see a possibility that he cements a spot or did he just get lucky? And I'll give that one to Dave first. So, Dave, what do you think?
0: Uh, small sample size alert, right? Let's <laughs> see what happens. I mean, if he can carry that one through, give it to him, but no, it's it's too small a sample size. And, you know, give you give him a shot in spring training, see what happens. You're going to have a people out and about in the, in the Classic as well, so you're going to have some more game time. Let's so see what he brings. Um, probably glove plays quite nicely, but... You know, we can't have too many passengers with the bat this year. That was the problem last year. It was such a big divide, wasn't it, from a a couple of guys to the rest of the team. And it was absolutely shocking. So, you know, unfortunately, if you you can't hit, you can't play.
1: Get out. Yeah, I don't like agreeing with you. But, I mean, I kind of... I think it's quite there for all to see. Anybody that's watched minor league baseball and anybody I know, Jared, obviously you spend a lot of time looking at prospects. You don't suddenly become that good a hitter in the major leagues when you haven't shown any of that, really, in the minors. That's I think that's where you're coming from. I mean, nobody's doubting the performance they made when he got brought up. It was fantastic. It was the spark that the team needed towards the end of the season, to be honest. And it was great to see. But I mean, you look at some of the underlying numbers, and there was some luck involved, as there always are in sample sizes like that. And that's for the best players as well. I mean, across the board, you if you see inflated numbers like that, there's obviously some luck involved. But to make such a progression from the minor league hitter he was, and obviously he's been touted at times as a prospect, but mainly glove first to then jumping to the majors and being like our second or best third hitter for a month. It's not likely to be sustained, is it? But it is possible, I guess.
2: I mean, you look at the lineups they put out last year. Uh He, he probably was a second or third best hitter yeah. for the, for the stretch down the line. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a glove first you know if you get a 75 80 wrc plus you know he's going to be a below average hitter 240 hitter um but i mean if he's he's, i think he can cement his spot on you know if if you have a legitimate team like a legitimate shortstop and you had this team you could probably put him as a fifth infielder right you know like somebody who comes in late in the game for uh you know a second baseman a third baseman I mean, he can play all over the diamond it's just gonna be the bat and you know exit v lows weren't great for him at the major league level. They have never have been um a hell of a defender, like one of the best defenders in the minors. So I mean you, you take that into effect. And if he can hit at a 75 WRC plus, you know, then he's that's... a major leaguer. He's a major
1: yeah. leaguer but he's a yeah. as you said, he's utility, he's a late innings guy. Come he, in. He is yeah.
2: he's max stassy at yeah. shortstop. Like as weird as that sounds, he's max stassy at shortstop.
1: <laughs> that's not an image I ever wanted. <laughs>
2: i mean it's not bad really freaking good defender that's not going to hit a lot for you i mean tick above andrew velasquez so i like i I, I like him i always has always have liked him we said we've said if the bat comes along in the minors then he's going to be a major leaguer and it did last year in
1: rocket city and and he's a major leaguer so Mm. fine with it good luck to him and i'm sure we as you said i'm sure we're going to see him at times this year we know how things play out so we will see him Looking at the off season, then, what would you say your favorite move the Angels made was? If You had to rank your your first, your favorite one. What is it?
2: Number one was when Artie said he was going to sell the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's
2: now. But... <laughs> right, it's no, no, better to that. yeah, no, that, that was number one for sure, and then it kind of really went downhill quickly. <laughs> um, I
1: I like Hunter Renfro a lot. I, I like oh, yeah. that that trade. Um... I was hoping you were going to say that because that's where I wanted to go next on outfield. Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: Hunter, Hunter Infro for sure is my number one guy right there. I like the Estevez signing. I think that's a high upside. I don't like the money they gave, but I'm not a big fan of giving relievers that amount of money, but that's what Perry has done. Um, and then, I mean, you you can't go wrong with Tyler Anderson. I know there's you, there's going to be regression there. Don't expect him to be the all-star, the two ERA, the four-win guy, but, I mean, if he can put up, you know, a three-five to three-seven ERA in, in this rotation, like it, it's – gonna play you know the angels have four really good starters and then you know see what happens with the last two um those would be probably my three i know i'm gonna get what do you think we're gonna
1: what do you think we're gonna get from renfro if we're just breaking him down
2: uh i mean i think he's a 125 wrc plus guy he's probably gonna bat about 240 play really good defense and hit you close to 30 home runs so uh yeah
0: that's that's what
1: you that's what you want right yeah that's what you need that's what we need in the middle of the order Mm-hmm. And Dave, what's your favourite move? And you can't have Renfro.
0: <laughs> well, that's not fair, then, is it? Really? Want to go for the other, the the second best two-way player in baseball, then Brett Phillips. If I can't I've have al- You know what?
1: I'd almost forgotten we'd signed Brett Phillips.
0: That's how. <laughs> <it was. laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, if I can't have Renfro, I go with Tyler Anderson. Then you know he's not going to be as good as last year. But you know he comes in. You know the, the rotation wasn't too bad last year. And I think he'll just come in, sort of solidify that as well, make it a little bit deeper. Um and, and should complement it quite well. Um, So we'll say, as, as long as the boys in the infield can back them up.
1: Yeah. You both mentioned Tyler Anderson. I've got to be honest. That was a signing I didn't like. I actually think the money is fine. I think that's actually the one place I'm okay with. To get a starter coming off that year for three years for, what is it, 15 million AAV. I mean, you can't sniff at a price like that. But at the same time, I really just... You mentioned some regression. I'm seeing like quite a lot of regression come in. I worry that they've put too much stock in him to be backing up Shohei as your number two guy. Um, Well, maybe Sandoval's there. But either way, the fact you've got these four lefties as well, it's just not the direction I would have gone. Are you worried that we have these four lefties in a rotation? Um, And I think one question I got also on Twitter was from Donald Blaze Jr., who said, if you think the Angels have the pitching to compete in the division...
2: I'll answer that second one first, and I'll say no, not right now. I don't think they have the pitching. I don't think they're deep enough. Um, I think Sh- you look at. You look, sorry to go off on a right here. You know, you, you look at what Mike Trout did early on in his his career and still going on to it. Um, he inflated the Angels' offense so much, and it was it's crazy how that works. Um, sorry, I got a dog in the background here, um, <laughs> and uh, I think Shohei Otani kind of did that last year too. You know, I think that that was kind of a big thing for for uh for Shohei and the and the angels offense or pitching wise so we'll we'll kind of see I don't think it I don't think the angels are deep enough though to answer that question. I, I just think that they're another starter Michael Walker Michael Walka away. So we'll we'll kind of see how that works. Do you see them picking up another starter? I'd like to hope so. I, I would like to I'd like to hope that like I said Michael Walker would be my dream there. Um, <laughs> I've, another seen
1: that, I've seen that quite a lot on social media. I yeah. love a, a campaign to get him. Angel's grandma seems to be leading that one. So I,
2: I'm with it. I, I do think I think they need to sign another starting pitcher or two. Some like minor league deals too to get to, to solidify that depth. Mm-hmm. Um and as as far as what was the second question that, that was you asked kind of
1: happened? answered the second question. I mean, I guess the second question was whether you were concerned that there's four lefties and just the ones yeah. Righty- yeah, I mean, I always hit lefties better and i was righty so that
2: worries me there are more righties in the league uh than there are lefties but uh i don't know i I didn't like the quote that perry came out there with it said you know it's good to have four randy johnsons or a rotation of randy johnsons uh the that generous
1: very generous
2: yeah right but yeah no i mean with all that being said i'm not i'm not too concerned about the lefties a little bit um i don't like it all that I don't know, man. That, we'll see how it plays. There aren't there aren't very many rotations like that either. So we'll just have to wait and see. Mm.
1: And Dave, what do you think about the rotation going forward? And and also come back to Jared afterwards, but to you first. What do you think we can expect from Griffin Canning this year? That's kind of the one wild card, I think, that we have going into the year. We haven't seen him pitch for so long. When he did pitch before, a lot of good stuff, a lot of promise, but also just never really lived up to the expectation. So where do you see the rotation going? And also Canning's involvement in there? Because if he can come through, that's your ideal sick man right there. And then you can build some depth.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm personally, you know, personally, I'm not fully sold really on Luis Suarez, to be honest with you. To start Luis, with. So Suarez. Luis Suarez? Luis <laughs> Suarez. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not I'm not fully sold personally. So I still think we're a couple of arms short in the rotation to start with. Um you know, I, I think he can have some good stretches of being really, really good. And then, you know, he's just, Nick, you can't control yourself over there at the moment. I'm just
1: imagining Louis <laughs> Swarov's mound right now.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, so, no, I, I would like to see something coming into the rotation as well. Uh, there, I think after that, there's a lot of unknowns still. I mean, you've got some spot starters you can get out, yeah and, and stuff like that. What Griffin Canning's about to turn up? You know, he, he hasn't pitched for such a long time. Um, you know, we we have dreams and hopes, maybe of uh, Chris Rodriguez coming back, but you know that's another long injury again. So, uh, is he now going to start going towards the pen more? We saw him have quite success there, but yeah. Yeah. So, rotation wise, yeah, I, I, that's the stuff that I would still like to see a little bit more. Of. I, th- I think we are still a bit light in there because you know those guys haven't haven't been consistent throughout an entirety. But, you know, some of them got. You know, sent down last year came back and then they were good when they came back but you know it probably wasn't for as long or as consistent as you really ideally want them to be so yeah you, you've probably got Detmers you know you know he came back well as well but you know at the moment you, you probably know exactly what you're getting out of Shohei you know Tyler Anderson and Sandoval really if you're going to be honest with yourself and then you're sort of hoping that Detmers continues that trend from when he came back last time
1: yeah, but you—I guess you say that. I mean, you could definitely. There's regression potential for Anderson. Regression potential for Sandoval. For even for Detmos, a bit of a sophomore slump. This is the thing. Whilst we were happy with how it went last year, I don't think any of them you can be locked in on completely to yeah. say they're going to have a similar year or better than last year. But I hope so. I mean, you mentioned Griffin Canning again there, and I heard the ball's coming out his hand the best it ever has. So we're we're in luck there. Um, Chris Rodriguez, a guy with. The you know incredible stuff the sort of stuff that you always want them to be a starter as long as they can be but realistically when you've had so many injuries and so many different injuries and the type of injuries that for some people can end their careers is it worth putting it through so much strain to come back as a starter when there's an elite potential at the back end of the pen there jared what do you think on canning and also on chris rodriguez
2: I've never been in on canning, unfortunately. I, I think that it's, you look at the pitch repertoire and it's three fastballs and a power curveball. You know, he needs to add something a little slower in there, something with a little more break, something something different because it's not working for me. Um, Chris Rodriguez, love the kid. I, he's, he's one of my favorite. I, I watched him. He's actually one of the best pitchers I have seen. In, 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 inland empire in the Cal league in my years of watching the Cal league, <laughs> him and Walker Bueller. So you can kind of tell where that, where that stands. I, I love Chris Rodriguez. With that being said, he's going to be a phenomenal eighth inning guy to pair with uh, Ben Joyce and Carlos Sestet. Like the angels yeah. bullpen could really be a lot of fun. Um, and even if you push Chase Silseth in that mix too of, of bullpen, I don't think he's a bullpen guy at the moment. I think you're going to try him as a starter, but yeah, that that bullpen could be really really gross You have a guy like Jose Soriano too that can make the uh make the roster out of spring who's upper 9s with one of the best curveballs uh in baseball. So, yeah, we we will see the bullpen. I just think the rotation needs to get a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's exciting to hear the bullpen like that though because it's been a while since we've had that homegrown bullpen guys throwing upper 90s, which to be honest, you need in in Major League Baseball these days to succeed, you need three or four guys that are pumping out heat. And we just haven't had it. We haven't gone down that path. And I think where we won previously, we had that elite bullpen, didn't we? We had those guys that came through the system and just dominated. And we need to get back to that. So that that's promising. I know Joyce seems excited to, to be developing in the Angels and he knows there's opportunities coming around the corner from listening to him with you so that that's a promising but i I agree with you in terms of rotation they definitely need to go out and make signings i think this might be a perry special in terms of late on in the offseason when there's roster crunch and we'll see what's going see who's released see who's on waivers and we'll pick up some depth there and he seems to be a bit of an mo for him doesn't it previous years just picking up those guys late on so fingers crossed we get around to that and pick up the depth but I'm also a big as we know a big Jaime Maria fan I love him but his role last year was perfect so I don't want to mess with it that long relief role in the bullpen is just exactly where he should be right now so keep him there
0: definitely yeah. agree he um he threw some important innings last year in that role so uh yeah no that's perfect place for him
2: yeah and actually seeing Tapera and Loop in correct spots not in that eighth ninth yeah. inning closer role and Jimmy Hergut too. Another guy oh, who who can be him. really good in like a low leverage situation, like Jimmy Herget's not a closer, you know. No, I, I can't, he's can't believe that
1: a there's been calls for him to be a closer, and I just don't get it. Yeah.
2: yeah, those guys, those guys in correct roles, that's a, that's a fun bullpen. That's where I think you know the roles really play a difference. I don't think you need a closer per se, but I think you need a defined, you know, eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth inning guy, and then you know whoever can get those outs in the ninth. That's a different beast for sure, but. um Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotten a lot deeper. I know, you know, it's a pair and loop weren't great last year, but um, you never know how volatile they, you know, bullpens could be. Those guys could be two of the best relievers in baseball this year.
1: Yeah. Fingers crossed. Right. Should we move on to the big topic? You mentioned him earlier in the show. We haven't, we haven't really spoken about him yet, but Shohei Atani then, I mean, it's been a bit of a weird off season and speculations finally ramped up, I guess. I mean, there's lots of the deadline. Will they, won't they trade him and get some some pieces for him? That we were against that. And then this offseason, you've seen already the start of the media campaign to get him out of Anaheim. You can tell they want him in a they want him in your Yankees, Dodgers, don't they? They want him somewhere like that, somewhere where they can get mass exposure. Whether or not that's something Atani wants, I'm not convinced. But I think let's jump straight into it with Atani now. How do you see this year going? Um, in terms of performance and also speculation will he get traded at the deadline and where does he go next because I personally see absolutely zero way he's an angel beyond this year Uh, there's if
2: Artie wants him he'll get him I don't think Perry wants wants him I think Perry's I think Perry knows it's not easy to build a team around Shohei Otani and I think I know the casual fan wants to keep Shohei Otani around, and I know Artie Moreno does for the business side of stuff. And I get it. But also looking at the last six years and trying to build a team around him, it's not easy because you have question marks every year. You know, you're looking at it this year with yes, Otani makes the rotation better, but you have five starters right now. You know, you don't need to worry about that Otani six starter or even getting a six starter, you know. You could have gone out and spent different money somewhere else on that Tyler Anderson contractor. You know, lo- looking at it in the past too, you could you could have done that side of stuff. So, um, I I was full bore trade him this exactly. last trade deadline and get what you would have got what Juan Soto got because yep. you were getting you're getting a package like that. Now you're not getting that big of a package this offseason. and I don't, think, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think already lets him walk this off or lets him trade him this off either. No matter what, I think I think it's walking right now. I I, I just can't see them trading him. With that being said. It wouldn't surprise me if they traded him either. <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't surprise me. if We woke up one day and Psychotani's like going to, uh, I, I, I don't think he goes back east. I know teams wanted, you know, want him, but I think he stays out west. I think somebody's gonna, you know, giant. give up the package. The Giant, yeah. Well, somebody in Ju- in Ju- in July will give up the package. The Mariners who will who will want to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if Depoto reaches out though. That's going to be the He loves team.
1: him, but now obviously hates him because he turned him down. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, I, yeah, and and Depoto's never, you know, dealt with the Angels after the whole thing that happened there. So, yeah. um, I, I don't know if Artie lets him go to Seattle. You know, like that yeah. that's an interesting story to think about too. Um, but yeah, I, I think July comes around. I think I think they just let him walk and they take the draft pick. Unfortunately, which is going to kill me, but and yeah. a lot of fans. But yeah, it'll. I don't think they let him walk. You know, they're going to offer him, but I don't think he sticks around. I I just I can't see it happening.
1: This is, I think you and I are very much on the same page. I was the same coming up to the deadline, It's such a head and heart thing coming up to the deadline. I said all the way along that the best thing, the smartest thing to do for the Angels franchise was to trade in last deadline and get that haul because ultimately, none of the signs coming out of his camp, none of the signs coming out from the Angels suggested he was really committed long term when they kept losing. I think if we were winning, it's a completely different story, isn't it? But it's been so long since I've had a winning season that. Why, why would he want to commit himself here when he can get he can get a haul wherever? He can get the money wherever. There are six franchises right now that would offer him the same money the Angels would to come and play for them and they can be winning. So we made the mistake then trading him. But I said, that was, that was the head talking. The heart is obviously, I never want to see Shohei Otani play for a franchise that's not the Angels. Seeing him put on that uniform of another team for the first time, it's going to be torture. It's going to be horrible. And I don't want to see it. So like... It, in my heart, I wanted just to throw as much money as possible at him and keep him. But as you said, I mean, the smart thing to do was to trade him. The smart thing to do now is probably to trade him again, but we won't do it. So now we're going to see him play this year. He'll probably excel again, maybe get another MVP, maybe, you know, Cy Young if all things go well. But then he's going to go for nothing. And it's going to be torturous for all of us. And then the franchise is at a real crossroads again with an aging Mike Trout losing your other superstar and rendon probably on injured reserve again i don't know it's just i think the pathway where shohei leaves is not a good one for the angels
2: it's lose 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 there's no way the angels can win if they extend him they have three guys making 35 plus million otani's probably gonna be making upwards of 40 you know right and aging too plus you give him that amount of money so you're in it you know super long term if you trade him you know you trade him and, and that's a bad, that's a bad look. It, it really is. It's like trading trout. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not, not a good look to trade a superstar like that. I mean, Babe Ruth trade, right? Like that's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, And then if you let him walk, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, wow, you let this guy walk. You only got a draft pick out of it. Mm-hmm. So the time to trade him was this last July for sure. Um, I also just want to prove all of the reporters that are saying that he's going to the East coast wrong, including Alana Rizzo, um, who thinks he's going to the Dodgers. So well, I don't is.
1: know. Yeah. She's <laughs> someone else. Not someone you um, want to listen to on these stuff. these matters. Dave, where are you now on Atani? Because you've always been slightly different to me, but where where are you, <laughs> what are your feelings now?
0: When when Mourinho was leaving, it was like hopefully we'll get some guy in or girl in with loads of money and let's extend him and then we're gonna spend, spend, spend. But now he's not leaving. You know, he's more than capable of extending him, more than capable of paying him all the money that he wants. But then we just continue where we've been for however long now. with not spending enough to then supplement the rest of the team. Um, So, yeah, I I think he goes. And I hate to say it. I think I sort of agree with you guys where you're seeing for a pick later on in the year because they're not going to trade him. Unless we're well out of it, which is a chance, let's face it. Generally are by that point. So we you know we might be surprised, we might get a, a smaller haul, but I think it's more likely that we we won't be that team, and it won't be under Perry's watch where he he lets him go during the season, and it'll be look we we try to keep him, we try to do this, we try to do that, but at the end of the day, he went to Dodgers, Padres, Giants, AL West probably, you know, NL West the, even.
2: The Angels could win a World Series though, Dave. What if the Angels win a World <laughs> Series?
1: That's a good one, Jared.
0: I mean, it's a good way to go out, right? Go out on top. I mean, does, he, just- does he stay then? Yeah, the I, think, the World I, Series? Like, I
1: think he stays there.
0: I, I guess that could. be... you're still going to have the same problem, though, aren't you? You're still going to have to pay him the amount, amount yeah, of money, and you're I not going to win another one. Well, sure I amount. don't think
1: it matters so much then. I think if, it's not happening. Once. So we can talk We can talk hypothetically, but the Angels yeah, win a World winning Series. Cures a lot. Yeah, winning cures the Angels a win a World Series this year. You sign a for whatever matter. he wants. You yeah. let him play out, and it doesn't matter, because who cares? You've won a World Series recently. But that's not happening. But I I guess, again, this is a nice way to transition into the Angels season ahead. We've talked about all the off-season moves, talked about Shohei. I mean, this is linked to Shohei. Where do you see the team going this year? Where are expectations right now? What does the team need to do to get Shohei to stay? I mean, they're like the three questions. Because there is that is the one thing we kind of just touched on but didn't talk about is there is a way that Shohei Itani sees this team probably making the playoffs, Probably making um the championship series. You don't necessarily have to win it all, but at least progressing to look like you're, you know, not far away. And then he might, might resign. um Where, yeah, what are expectations? And we're now in what middle of fe- oh, early Feb, so these can change a lot by April.
0: Change a well, lot by March.
1: It could change a lot tomorrow.
2: Yeah, you know, you could, could get a show extension out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> With, I'm deleting with the that...
0: podcast if that happens. Yeah, <laughs> leave it a couple of days, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: with that being said, I think that Artie needs to go out and spend more money this offseason and go above the, the luxury tax if you want to prove to Shohei Otani that you want to win. Go get Elvis Andrews. I know there's not room for him there. Go get Elvis Andrews, a legitimate shortstop. Um, and then go get Michael Walker. Oh, and maybe go get another starting pitcher. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, like if you really want to sure it up, I know the Angels have been in in on lefty relievers, but like, don't go give that money to another starter. You're not, you're fine in the bowl and you can go get guys. Um, I think the Angels are the fourth best team in the AL West right now, um, with the possibility of being the second best team, though, too. Um, I think, you know, the Astros are the Astros and you know what they're going to be. You don't know what the Mariners are going to be. They had some young kids really perform well. They could be a 500 team, they could be an 100 win team. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Texas Rangers look really stinking good. Uh, they could also be the angels where they win 72 games next year. You, you just don't know that there either. So, I mean, at the moment, I think that the angels are the fourth best team in the AL West with the possibility of being the second best team and, and pushing a wild card. Um, with that being said, I think that they need to win 90 games this next year. I think that that is kind of where it, where it stands to be a wild card team. Um, so Get to July, Um, compete until July, and see who's available at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most optimistic view you can have, and it still doesn't sound too great. I think that's probably where the scheduling changes probably help, not having to play your division so often. I mean, as you said, the AL West is actually going to be pretty strong this year. There's four teams there that are potentially playoff teams at the start of the year, Um, and I'm generously including the Angels in that. So not having to play them as much as previous years when you come down to it, when they change things up, that's probably a good thing for us because I think there are weaker divisions across the majors as we saw last year. I think it's quite top-heavy in terms of teams. And then, as we saw, the Angels were awful last year, but the draft pick they got is nothing special. I mean, the lottery obviously changes things up a bit, but even then, I you ask any Angels fan what last year was, and it was an absolute disaster. And yeah, I can't remember exactly where we finished, but was it... Is it like the tenth worst team, something like that.
2: Yeah, I think you're in that area. I think uh they lost. They go back a pick two because um, somebody didn't yeah. sign. maybe, maybe I'm thinking maybe that was this year that Kumar. No, no I think you're
1: right, or, or maybe we're exactly where we are. But yeah, tenth, eleventh yeah. pick,
2: something like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. So either, as always
1: either way. We were we were a disaster, and yet they were still ten teams worse than us. So yeah, Dave. Expectations for the year
0: expectations expectations always start off at 90 wins plus doesn't it um, and usually we had more like show.
2: 95 for you yeah, yeah I know we gotta, get, we gotta get Dave and Nate in the same room and let them talk right
0: yeah <laughs> that'd be fun yeah that's got complete polar opposites probably <laughs> but well to start with anyway I'll, I'll be with Nate by mid-March
1: no you'll just stop watching <laughs> yeah
0: just infuriated now um, look if healthy you know we, we can we, we saw it at the start of last year and we're better, you know, depth-wise, as as we've already discussed. So anything's possible. Will we stay healthy? And that's the question we ask every single year. It's the same people. It's too many question marks for me. I, again, sit, yeah, see us around the fourth, fourth in that division. Um, but you, you hope, and it's the hope that kills
1: you. Yeah. I mean, we're going to come back to this. I know that once spring training's out of the way and we do our – pre-opening day podcast that I know your hopes are going to be right up there we'll be pushing the Astros to the division you know there's a 95 win team here maybe a 100 win team here and everything's going to go right because one of these years it must right one of these years everything's got to come together and the talent on the roster's got to perform but I don't think it's going to be this year I just don't I just don't see it but we can wait and see can't we Um we'll come back to it in end of spring and see where we're at then We'll enjoy the journey. We always enjoy the journey. There was one guy we talked about briefly earlier, but I wanted to just get your views on. Do you see Jared Walsh bouncing back? Because I think that's an area where I honestly don't have a clue whether this injury was a major factor in his slumping or whether the league just found him out. But with the shift being changed and removed, does he bounce back? Depends on if he's healthy or not. This is a—I've said it since the beginning. And
2: Jeff Fletcher, love him, but has continued to tell me that Jared Walsh is healthy. I—I I don't believe it, just because for a pitcher, this is a two-year recovery, and you have to learn how to breathe. Oh wow! I don't know—I don't know how that doesn't affect a hitter the exact same. I mean, I—I I get it. I do get it a little bit. You're throwing um, as a pitcher all the time, and you're hitting, but as a lefty, you know, I, I don't. I, I'm going to find it hard to believe him being healthy, healthy and a hundred percent. But I hope I'm wrong. I really do. That lineup is so much better with Walsh in it than when he's not in it. Um, I mean, Jared Walsh, a former all-star batting sixth or seventh. That's, that's a lot more fun than him not being in the lineup. So I'll, uh, I'll take that. I just have a hard time believing that he is actually going to be healthy to start the season off. Um, But I do think he bounces back. I mean, there isn't, He's made the adjustments. He's that—that's the biggest thing with baseball. He's always made adjustments, and uh, and he—he's done that really well. So I, I think that he will would bounce back pretty well. So
1: I really hope so. I really like him. Walsh, a guy. He's just got it as well. It's a—it's a favorite on Angels Twitter, but he's got that dog in him, hasn't he? he just <laughs> you know, when you when you when you expect something clutch to happen, you want Walsh up there. You just think more often than not when he's healthy that he's going to deliver for you. So I really hope. He is healthy, although having heard you there, I'm now not convinced either. Yeah. I'm not a doctor either, so I don't actually Me, know. I, just, Ledger, I, know I
2: I know from a pitching side of things, it is a long road back to recovery and not a lot of guys recover from it. So, um, And then you also have to learn how to breathe as well with this type of energy. Yeah, yeah. which
1: doesn't sound conducive to good baseball, in my view, nope. but well, we'll see. Finally, the catching situation, which I think is actually one of the most interesting bits going into into camp what do they do there do we still sign I still think they probably sign a veteran here oh, Hoppy got his cup of tea cup of coffee last year looked fine looked like he was ready for the majors could probably do with more time in the minors if we've been not rushing him but at the moment he's locked in there as the number two guy do you see him having much of an impact this year will Stassi bounce back where does Matt Thice fit in all of this I mean they're the questions we got to answer
2: I don't think Matt Dice is a catcher, so I don't know where he fits. Um, I just don't think he's good enough defensively. Now, if we get the automated strike zone and he starts hitting better, then mm-hmm. probably. But I just don't think he's. I don't think he's that good of a catcher right now. Unfortunately, defensively, um, Logan O'Hoppy, I think, is your future everyday catcher. Um, I don't know when that is though. You know, I, I, I think that they do go out. I mean, they've been in on Gary Sanchez. They've been in a lot of mm-hmm. these guys um sounds recently like they're more in on pitching but you never know who they could come back and revisit uh on that side of stuff so we will we'll see i think right now Ohapi's kind of your everyday guy with stassi backing him up um which isn't a bad thing you know the, it's not a bad thing that we're having this conversation either Um uh, it's yeah. actually kind of it's a lot more fun to, to yeah. talk about depth you know yeah. we're not bringing up a guy like chad wallach who i think is a really good catcher as well um so yeah, it, it, I think I think Ohapi is your everyday opening catcher, and then I think uh, Stassi is a very good mentor to him to have around. So mm. um, really interesting though, and I think they might go out and get a get a catcher too. So we'll we'll kind of see. And then yeah, I do too. AAA.
1: yeah, I mean I'm happy with any of those really. I think it doesn't take much to go and get a veteran backstop. I think that's the sort of move you make once you're done with pretty much everything else. You just bring one in. Make sure they get enough time in camp to learn pitches and work with them. But otherwise, you can bring them in fairly late. Dave, obviously, this is your area of expertise. Um, but I wanted to come to you now. Do you think you've got a shot at getting the call up this year? Or is your. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a very, very low deal, to be honest with you, to come over. No, I mean, um, I sort of agree there with Jared, really. I, I, I want Stassi to bounce back because. That wasn't a good year last year, really, on either side of the plate for Stassi. And I love that guy. So I really, really want him to bounce back. But, you know, that transition needs to start. If Hop- Hoppy's the future. I'm fine with that as well, you know. So he was a good acquisition last year. So let's, let's, let's see how that plays out and see where we are by the opening day as well. Yeah, I've been trying to tell
2: uh, Brian Parker, who's the head of international scouting, to come out there and see you, but I just can't <laughs> get him to do
1: it. We we need to make we need to make you a little promo video, don't we? I'll come down when the season starts. I'll come down to Chelmsford. I'll get the camcorder out and just record you in action. Send it over. In fact, I'll I'll hand deliver it myself next time I'm in the area.
0: (laughs) Is a demo tape for Dave? Yeah, I'm sure it'll go down well. Actually, (laughs) who the hell is this guy?
1: (laughs) I'll put some of your halfway around the halo highlights on it as well. You know, just spruce it up a bit we'll be fine you'll you'll have a job in no time
0: awesome i can't wait to get out
1: there it's nice (laughs) weather yeah exactly right i think we've been going long enough for a first episode back of 2023 uh jared thanks so much for having coming on the show we really appreciate having you and your insight so where can where can we get you again let's tell everyone again you need to go and follow jared and listen to jared because he knows a lot more than we do (laughs) <laughs> no
2: you guys you guys are awesome i I have the utmost respect for what you guys do especially being halfway around the halo um yeah, by the way yeah. so especially with that I respect the heck out of that that's freaking awesome that you guys are actually committed like that a lot of people would uh, would not do it like I can't get up uh too early for those premier League games but uh <laughs> that's, but, once yeah. week, that's once a week
0: David that's once a week maybe
2: twice <laughs> that's fair every day that's that's pretty tough I mean like I don't know if I could do it fellas <laughs> um yeah. so it's an honor to be on this podcast like always guys really do appreciate it you can follow myself on twitter jr underscore tims you can look us up uh talking halos everywhere else uh absolute blast talking uh talking angels baseball on there and we get to get yeah. both of you guys on before the season starts too so uh, let's get it let's get it planned huh
1: absolutely yeah, yeah sounds great can't wait we right we'll be back soon once spring starts i'm sure we'll be back on to chat about all of the fun with that and actually jared we didn't even mention the wbc here which i'm sure you're pumped for like we are team gb against team usa what more could you want
0: blood bar
2: yeah the, uh, the roster the roster comes out right now right yeah I and mean, as we're
1: recording this comes Experience, out in like five right? minutes i think
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah yep yep go to sean knowles exactly go to
1: go to sean and go halos <laughs> <laughs>